0: So welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. Once again, a massive thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me and the adventurous lifestyle. And thanks again to everyone for tuning into this podcast. So to say thank you, we're offering a 10% discount code. So next time you need any outdoor gear for your next adventure or camping trip, go to wildearth.com.au and put in the discount code Diaries of the Wild Ones, all one word, capital letters. They ship internationally and have free shipping Australia-wide. Okay, so this episode is hilarious. What a story this one is. So, Matt Brown and I sit down with Jordan, who you're about to meet, and he's just a normal, nice guy who just happens to end up in a detention centre. So, God, this is funny. So, enjoy. Uh, we are going to All well. Right, Sweet, so Shall
1: we just get started?
0: Yeah, let's get started. We're, we're here for we're, we're here then. for Diaries of the Wild Ones, which is travel stories. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan and Matt Brown. It's good <laughs> to Matt
1: Brown. I'm back. I'm back again. Yeah, Matt's all, well, you can't appear on this way too much. No I need you. I'm to just gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go. I can't see <laughs> <laughs> I kinda yeah. I need you. No, no. It's, I think since we started it together that it's just been it's easy and comfortable just to sit there together and And have conversations.
0: Yeah, I'm comfortable with him on the mic. He lets the conversation flow well. It's a nice, soothing Matt Brown. (laughs) Yeah, you're good on the mic. (laughs) Jordan, you you sound good too. I I don't know what it is uh,
1: because I think I sound horrible and maybe it's just hearing the sound of your own voice all the time, but I think I sound like an idiot. It's
0: because you're your biggest critic. This was a really weird thing for me bringing out this podcast. I was so excited leading up to it and everything I was doing was just so excited. And then one day I questioned myself. I got all vulnerable and I just went down to this spiral. Like, holy shit. I'm like literally letting people see who I am. And it like, it scared the fuck out of me for a second. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, because you're left so vulnerable. Yeah. And then. Don't worry, mate. You'll get your avid
2: five viewers. It'll be you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Six. (laughs) No,
0: but it's like. I don't know, but now I'm back on the froth train. Oh yeah, I call it the froth train. Oh, I, I actually like just that. made that up now. But <laughs> no, but I'm back, froth like train. excited, just like going. You know what? This is such an amazing way to travel an amazing way to have experiences. It sounds like a pretty sick gig. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, know <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. gonna tell me some stories, man.
2: Oh, I hope so. I, I mean, like, I hope it's worthy of the of the travel diaries. But yeah, you know, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> just like,
0: <laughs> oh, when's that when's that episode coming out, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's no, in, it's in wait. the works. Still editing. So it comes down. It's just a conversation with Matt and I. Big, yeah. big blanks, in it. it? A couple of yeah, a couple of edited out. <laughs> big pauses.
1: Yeah. The only thing, the only thing is Matt and Jordan, and that is nothing from Jordan. <laughs> just, just his, just his laughter. Some elevator music every time it comes on.
0: Yeah. So, so you've travelled before? Uh, yeah, is yeah, this, like a bit. Yeah. Was this a back backpacking when you're travelling?
2: Um. So yeah. So I've um. I, the one the one that I was going to bring up was um i I just finished um about eight and a half months in Southeast Asia pretty much mm. uh, which was good fun good fun um I was with the the ex-girlfriend at the time though which was um. Yeah. It. yeah, it was good fun. Was the, was the
0: traveling the make or break? Because I always say that to couples. If you're going to get traveling together, this would be a make or break.
2: No, we actually, we we're actually really good traveling. Um, there, was, there was obviously like a lot of issues along the way, but um, no, everything
1: went well. Like the make or break was back here at home. So, oh, okay. so
0: <laughs> yeah. you had good teamwork.
1: Yeah, it's good teamwork. In some good situations. teamwork yeah. That's similar to Aaron. Aaron basically traveled for three years, I'm guessing, three or four years with your ex. Both of
0: them. Both of them. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I know Kel travelled with you for a very yeah, long Yeah, Kel and time. I had a, I had a girlfriend. We did two around the world trips together, and and um, we worked really well together. That's good. And then um we broke up, and I travelled um by myself with. Oh man, that was so much fun. I had a best mate, another yeah, really good mate of mine. Mitch, and we travelled together for about eight months. That's his was, other ex. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it's no, like,
2: it was good with her though. Like she was um she was awesome, but um yeah it's just um there's always like issues and um i still blame her for the reason that i got uh at the end of the story i got uh, detained i still blame it on on EFA. at the so, time so
0: what happened so you got detained <laughs> oh here we go oh, this no. is what i love because i haven't heard anything yet i haven't heard anything other than you got yeah. some travel sports. have i told you no really well crazy? see remember no. i've been
1: holding off he, he mentioned this story and i said this is actually really this sounds like a fucking <laughs> awesome story so yeah, maybe I'll... just save it for a podcast and oh, I'll, yeah. I'll organize it <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> set the scene all right. Um,
1: have you heard of a little thing called a visa?
0: <laughs> 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 Motherfucking visas! <dude. laughs> I swear to God, yeah, they get you.
2: They are the bane of my existence. Um, that's that's the crux of like what what went wrong. Because um, like I was like everything was sorted for Southeast Asia. So um, there for about eight and a half, and then um, from there we were going to go to Europe, London, pretty much because I've got family over there, and we we're going to like work there for however long and just sort of wing it from that sort of situation. So we had like our flight to London booked. At after like nine months and then um, from there it was just open sort of a thing yeah um, and when so um, I mentioned to you before my family's Jewish uh, my grandma her family like um, survived through the Holocaust years and they changed their name from um, it used to be Belovich and they shortened it to Bell, sort of thing to like help with like f- fleeing or something like that <laughs> uh, yeah hard times <laughs> yeah um, but um they they like they accepted my visa they were like we're, we're like everything's good but um they want you, like what country are we talking so about so this is for my work visa it was an ancestry work visa in London in, in the UK oh okay yeah, yeah. so it's like a five year thing um and they're like they're like we just need like more documentation about um your grandma's last name. Were you like,
0: applying for this while you were traveling? No, South like Fichette? this was all
2: pre-travel. This was like back in Australia. Oh, This yeah. is all in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. So like I'm, I'm getting it sorted. Like, I like, like I, I know it needs to happen, but they ended up taking like a, like a long time to get back to me. And um, when they did, they were like, so you need a double check. Um, her last name and give us those information. I was like okay sweet but like I am flying out in two weeks. I'm going like flying into like um, Singapore from there like I'm just going to be gone for like eight months. Can I pick it up from uh, Australian Embassy? Um, Like anywhere over there? And they're like yeah. They were so cruising on the phone. They were like yeah no worries man. Like it's so so simple. You just go to the Embassy um, call ahead and we'll get your visa there ready to pick up. I was like sweet so I'm ready to go. And um, anyway so a couple of months into the trip I get notification like my visa's all good to go. And I was like sweet as I call them I'm like, can I go pick it up? At the time I think I was in Thailand and I was like, Can I pick it up from like um any embassy in here? And they're like, oh, like a different guy. Sorry, you got to be back home. It's
0: always got to be. A, it's always yeah. a different dude. You get, the one, you get the one cool guy, and he's I like, wish I'd written his name down. <laughs> I actually, I try and remember their name. Yeah, that's and, then, and good, then when yeah. I call back, I try and ask that person because you know, like you get them on a personal level, so they want to look after you. Yeah, yeah.
2: I honestly, I should have done that, but like, I don't think because because I did. Hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, How old were you when you did this? Uh, this was like
1: two years ago, I think. So probably like twenty. So you're pretty young. Twenty-one. Yeah, yeah,
2: twenty probably. But um,
1: and sorry, is this your first time over overseas? No, no. So I'd gone
2: like India gone before, and okay. like cool. gone a couple of places, Africa for a bit. Um, but it was like the first time, like just the two of us. Um, Traveling. Yeah, and it was like the, probably the longest stint I've done because we were planning for it to be like over a year in the end. But um, yeah. So um, pretty much just denied like, giving it to me anyway. And I was like, oh, that's, like, that's no good. Like, I, I even, like, asked, like, to speak to someone else. I called, like, a couple of times trying to get people different. Um, and all said the same thing. They all said, yeah, the same thing. Like, there's no chance of getting it. Um, I don't know if they, like, changed the rules or something, but, like, so I'm stuck in... Um,
0: well, I was like I was,
2: you know when you're, like, when you're overseas you're just like fuck it like I'm pushing it at the back of my mind like it's yeah, not yeah yeah yeah, yeah like i like, deal with this shit you later. always have the attitude that <laughs> things yeah. will work out you're exactly like, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: like, you're in blase mode you're like yeah I'm cruising Yeah, <laughs> it'll work out it didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so what so, so you can't get it so did you just um, decide to go to England anyway well
2: like I'd already had my flight booked so what I did like I, I guess like the last couple of months I'm like I try one more time they're like yeah same, same scenario man and I was like look can I just go and like visit family then like like i haven't applied for any tourist visas and they were like oh don't worry like you're an australian citizen like there's no such thing as a tourist visa like you just have you been like to i, I haven't UK? been to england yet it's literally you going just rock insane, up actually yeah so you just don't you don't even apply anything i think you get 30 or like 60 days free yeah right? i went in
1: 2009 and not like on the same trip you and me went on and um and yeah they just they wave you straight through they don't even hmm. check your bag like like oh you're australian huh yeah Yeah.
2: i think it's just australian passport it's like 30 or 60 days um and you just like it's like you can't work obviously but um yeah and they were like yeah no worries like you're an australian citizen just um just go and like rock up and like i was like okay sweet so i've got like the go-ahead from like the uk embassy people that i've been speaking to or not the who the immigration people um but it gets to the stage and i i fly so at the time we we ended out so we pretty much worked away from malaysia up through like a lot of the places wrapped around a bit and then flew to hong kong for a bit and then from hong kong we flew to into Heath airport in london um and i think you stop off in abu dhabi on the way there or something like that and um immediately like like i'm just wearing like like the hippiest shit that i've like got like from like because i just like wanted to be Peak comfort on the plane, yeah. Oh, as you're aware, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you had some fisherman pants on from Thailand. I
2: definitely had the maroon <laughs> fisherman pants. They were they were crisp. Yeah, I think I yeah, had yeah. um That's Cambodian om- singlet as well or something oh, man, like that. you would yeah. be so comfortable. It was Did actually you- um, my favorite single, I still got it. It says on the back. It's like from this like um this Cambodian club somewhere. It's like um it's like um drink double. Oh no, it's drink triple. C double act single or something like that. The back. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um but yeah and I and I rock up and um the missus goes up so she's got a student work visa. Um
0: so you have to go through separate when you're at the airport, you go through separate immigration. I wish I had thought of that at the time.
2: And in hindsight, look you know what, she even told me to do that. She was like you should go back a couple in the line just in case and I was like, No, don't worry about it, like it's fine, like like I've I've been on the phone to these guys, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so I went up with her pretty much at the same time and she gets stamped through she's like yeah no worries and then I go and I just give my passport and she's like oh and she looks at me funny and she's like are you two together and I was like yeah and she was like oh what's your reason for visiting and I was like "Um, just like here to see a bit of family we've just been traveling and then we'll like go home or we'll like travel on from there
1: did you tell them that you were planning to get a work visa and got denied so now you're just traveling no I didn't mention any of that like I didn't mention anything I literally just said just seeing family
2: and I'd booked a bus out of the country so I had like a a trip out as well um, but essentially, um, she just get you know and they give you the eyes, the the immigration people, you know they've got the fancy glass window there, yeah, and they look at you and they're like, hmm, he's going to work in <laughs> yeah. the yeah. <country. laughs> and it was like, I'm was like a second. straight white male, so that never <laughs> <laughs> ever happens to me. <laughs> I like to think I am too, but you know, <laughs> wow, they get you. yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been done. Yeah, well, like that's that's what ended up deciding it really, because like she was just like she could have just stamped it and been like, yeah, no worries, but um. Pretty much, it was just like, "Can you just stand over here for a moment?" And like, oh, yeah, and the dreaded words, "Can exactly. you just stand over here for a moment?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn it!" I was like, "Oh, I'm sure it's no major issue, but like, yeah, go stand in this like little glassy. They got this glass fenced off area there, and it's um, it's pretty much like um, myself and this this Nigerian guy who's like sitting in this area with me, and he's like in some nice suit." I didn't think of it any anything of it at the time, but I ended up sitting there for like forty minutes, and it was like, I was like, this is getting like no one's come to see me, so I like get up and I'm like go see someone. I'm like, hey, like I'm just. is
0: in you. You want to just tell him? Yeah,
1: I've just paused it. Are
0: you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting like um on the side in this like they've got this glassed off area, and there's um it's just me chilling. It's like this like silvery bench thing um and i'm seeing like all these people like it's just like it's literally on the side where all these people go through and this is nigerian guy sitting next to me and like it's like 40 minutes goes past i go up and i'm like oh is like any everything all right like i have no one's come they're like oh yeah someone's coming to get you now and um essentially they um they took us the two of us they they took us through he asked me a couple questions there and then about like what i'm doing in in england and stuff i'm so like same answer like i'm just visiting family like I was like, my girlfriend just got through. Like, um, she's on a working visa, but she's not working. Like, we're just here, like, for a little bit.
0: Do you reckon they would have been able to see within their system that you had applied for a working visa?
2: Um, well, at this stage, I think I brought it up then because I was like, maybe she could see it. Maybe that's why she pulled me over. I'm not too sure, but um, I don't think so because, like, I really don't know to be honest. I'll find out. But um, yeah, this guy I didn't know, and I, he was like, and I was like, mate, like, is this because I applied for a tourist visa? I mean, for a, for a work visa, um, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't realize you applied for a work visa." I was like, "Yeah, but like they they said like it's um it's still like pending," and I was like, "That's why I called them." And I was like, I told him like I called them. Anyway, he seemed pretty cruisy. Oh, excuse me, but he was like, uh, "I'm gonna have to get you like come with me." And um, have you guys watched um what are those shows um where they've uh, got you like border security, border, right? border security. security? Yeah, <laughs> so they've got. Similar to a room like this kind of actually in a way, it's but it's like it's like a full-on like locked door and they've... There's a UK version of that. Yeah. Probably filming it. <laughs> it literally, because I, I ended up asking where the border security was because I knew it was in Heathrow Airport because I watched that show avidly. I fucking love it. Um, but they were like, yeah, apparently they go to two airports there. Now, like they're at the other airport for like this week or something. And I was like, God damn it. Damn it, you could have yeah. been awesome. I <laughs> know, it would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they never would understand what I'm talking about. But um, no, it was... um it was like a room it was like um it was like a really like it was just in the airport it was like a dodgy room um where they've got this waiting room and on the waiting room there's this wooden bench along the side and this one little curvy like um chair in the corner and then um that's where i met like four other nigerian people all in this room with the guy i walked in with um and i'm like just stand there and i'm just like okay well like it's a bit weird I, <laughs> I don't know what i'm like doing here at the moment <laughs> Um, and they've got all these interview rooms. They've got labelled like interview one, interview two, interview three. And um, then they've got um, the office for like the immigration like on the other, like behind this wall and around the corner or something. And uh,
1: pretty much um, they keep you waiting. Like I don't know why. It's
0: part of their game, I think. I reckon it is too. Oh, yeah. Me. Part yeah. of the game, definitely. I, yeah. I,
1: even on those shows, they, they do it. They make them wait for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Just so, so like when yeah someone finally walks in. Yeah you know, everything's heightened.
2: Yeah, it's just like, you can hear the clock ticking on the back of the wall. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, what am I doing here? But um, they've taken my phone away. They've taken my bags. So I've like, you give them like a ticket and I give you a bag later and stuff and you're not allowed to use anything. Anyway, again, I'm waiting for like 40, 50 minutes and I'm like, I'm like, look mate, like my girlfriend's gone through and the thing about it is my girlfriend, we'd, we'd been in Cambodia like the last month um, and her card got hacked in the ATMs. So like, They had to cancel her bank account, which was fine because, like, we just transferred all their money onto my card. But, like, I have my card and they've got it. So, like, she's got 20 pounds in cash or something like that in her hand and that's all she's got, no card. So, she just... Oh, you don't know what she's doing? (laughs) I don't know. They won't let me... Yeah. So,
0: she's probably just down the airport just as... Just as lost as you are. She's just, just in the
2: waiting room. She doesn't know what's going on. And um, I was like, can you just go like find her and make sure she's all right? Like this is the situation. Apparently, he comes back and he's like, oh yeah, like she's with security. She's been crying in like the waiting room, like walking around oh, trying no. to find you. <laughs> like uh, it's just like a disaster. She's called my mom like who's back in Australia and she's like working her off at like 3 a.m. or something. My mom's panicking. And the thing about these waiting rooms is um, like you don't have any phones, but you're allowed access to talk to... Excuse me, as many people as you want, but they have to call you on the payphone that's in this room. There's this payphone in the corner, and there's only one payphone. And so, <laughs> you give like, you they give you the number, and then they like, they like email it to you, like you, you know, whoever. Like, so I, mean, I, I emailed it to my parents, I emailed it to my girlfriend's phone, and they called in. And I was like, Yeah, like, I'm stuck in here. I don't know what's going on. How yet. long at even... this stage have you been? I've been, you been in waiting? there for, so I've been waiting in that first section for like 40, 50 minutes. And then I've been in this room for about 2 hours now, 3 hours so almost. I've been
0: in there for like two, yeah, 2 to 3 hours. And I
2: haven't even had like any like no one's told me what's going on. Um, like, like they just said, we just want to question you for a bit, and they're just like, we're a bit busy. We'll get to so you. They,
0: and they still haven't questioned nothing. No, just, nothing. Like I've they've got, given you, given you this number. I've got this,
2: and I've got my like my mum's called, and she's like, is everything okay? Like, if you told us, you don't here.
0: know. They give you a number. They <laughs> yeah. give you a number. Oh, if you need anything, get them to call <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You've, you got nothing
2: to tell. Them. <laughs> I've got literally no idea. So as I, as you can imagine, I'm just like, oh, like it's fine. Like they're just like, it might be part of their time. game. Let's get the whole <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Trying to like that. get like. Text messages sent, like, did you get that job? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without
1: a doubt, they probably record those calls. They yeah.
2: look through my phone and everything mm. as well. So, like, mm. they definitely go through. Um, anyway, eventually, so I'm like, I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm sure to be fine. Um, and she, she just ended up waiting in the lounge in the in the front area of the airport. And um, anyway, I go in for this interview. It's been like four hours, and I finally get this this bloody interview room. And um just like he just asked me the most generic questions about, and he he kept asking this one question, and this was the question I want to ask what you guys would answer it with, right? Like you're in my situation, you're in there, like same situation, you're not going to look for work. And he goes, I need you to prove to me that you're not
0: going to work. Like, what do you say? I've actually been in this situation. (laughs) 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 Of course you have. No, no, I've actually been in this situation where they said, prove to me you're not going to work. How much money do you have? And yeah. at the time I'd been working um, in the, like I'd been working and saving for this trip and I had saved up a lot of money. Surely that's more reason. I had like 80 grand saved up or something like ridiculous. I had a good amount of savings. So you don't need to work. This and, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and they said to me, prove it. Like, where's the documentation? I said, okay, let me get online and I'll show you, show you my bank t- details. And they're like, no, you're not allowed online. This is in Canada, of all places. Immigration as well? Yeah, immigration. Yeah. They held me for the same thing. My mates are out the front waiting for me. They're like, prove to me you're not going to work. And I, I said to them, like, I couldn't... How? I said, <laughs> okay, I can get on my bank account and show it. And they're like, no, but you should, you should have that with you. And I said, why would I travel around the world with a printout of my how much money I have available to me.
2: Exactly. And no resumes? Did you have any, like, no resumes? Like... Yeah,
0: like, no I had no resumes. I was exactly. just like, what are you talking... But they, yeah. And they gave me some strict guidelines to leave the country when I said I was going to. I had to, I had to report back into them.
2: Jesus. So, did it did let you through, though, in the end?
0: Yeah. That's I good. I was in there for maybe four hours. Not as intense as what you were, but they gave me some strict guidelines. Yeah.
2: It just goes to show how, like, actual, like, how clamped down all the security is nowadays. Like, it's Did same. you
1: guys have... um uh like exiting flights, like to leave the country. Booked? I had a bus. Yeah, booked I had to it have it for an my... exit. I didn't have a yeah,
2: flight, yeah. but I had like a bus route out of the country.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. probably yeah. Like, yeah. And I literally, I literally <laughs> booked it just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's definitely
1: living. Maybe that's right. bus. <laughs> yeah, lives in Ooh. Australia. Thousand dollar ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a flight out might have helped the situation,
2: but um, like at least I, I had something telling them that I was going to leave. because um, I I did tell them I was planning on traveling, like going to see France or whatever. So, like,
0: how did you answer it?
2: Well, that's what I, I said. Like, um, have you got my bag? Like, there's nothing in there. Like, if you look through my bag, it's just dirty clothes. Like, I've got no. <laughs> i no work boots. Yeah. Like, like I, I was like, I don't have like a degree. Like, <laughs> there's no I have... steel caps or high <laughs> in there. <laughs> I, I was. I even told him like I've just got no ambition. I was like, you can call my because my auntie lives in London, in um, Manchester, and I was like, we're literally here. Like, we're just going to visit her. I was like, my girlfriend's on a work visa. She's not even working. Like you can ask her. She's like crying in your lobby room. Like <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
2: this guy's not having a bar, but he's just like keeps saying, like, prove to me you're not going to work. She had like, a working visa, didn't she? She did. That's that's why he's so strict on me, I reckon. That's mm. that's what's really got this going. Um and then the fact that I told him I'd applied for a work visa. Um and yeah, so essentially they the, the the I can understand where he's coming from that they believe I'm gonna work. Like it looks sus. But um, at the end of the day, like I wasn't and there's no proof. The problem was there's no proof saying that I'm not going to yeah. work sort of thing, but there's no proof, like there's nothing showing that I am going to work.
0: And did you have enough savings in your account? Plenty, to yeah. Get I had you plenty, through. I even had so her money. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like I, had, uh, oh, yeah. I was racking. Yeah, like yeah. double the money. <laughs> I was loaded at the time. <laughs> yeah. so that's the thing, like if you've got enough money, it's yeah. normally they're like, okay, well yeah. then you can... You can sustain yourself yeah here. like i've
2: just traveled to the cheapest countries in the world like i haven't spent that much like yeah and it's like yeah so it's it's not bad probably not the cheapest in the world but like they're pretty cheap they're pretty cheap yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and um anyway so that's interview one and he says just wait and we'll come back to you and anyway another four hours goes past
1: did but he deny you right there and then? he didn't deny me no like, he just
2: said like we'd like he was just like we're just gonna like think I about mean, it i have to girl check girl with my friend. supervisor yeah and so at this stage i was like I was like, mate, like this, like, we flew in at like six o'clock. so this at is night? Not, yeah, the, at night. At so, night. this is past like midnight now. And I'm just like, mate, like my girlfriend has no money. What can I do about this? And he was like, he was, and that's when he started to level with me. And this is about like six hours in or something like that. And he's like, oh, mate, like unless you give us more, like we're not going to let you into the country. And I was like, have you called my aunt? He's like, I've called your aunt, like yeah she's like advised that like you're not going to work as well like and he was like yeah like she's understanding that you're staying with her and i was like yeah like and anyway she hates you she doesn't want to know (laughs) either she's She's ratted me out (laughs) you're not visiting her yeah (laughs) you're sweating the whole time oh no um, yeah but but i started to at this stage maybe i lost my cool a little bit but um like i know like my girlfriend like she she can panic like a little bit like and like you can understand like she's already crying she's been there for hours and um keep saying my girlfriend, my ex girlfriend, <laughs> and she's crying, and I'm just like, "What can we do about this?" And um, this guy's like, "Okay, well, like, I'll I'll get her to call my phone, and we'll record it, all because they have oh, like like this thing here, like an the recording for every like presses the the play button, it records all your interviews and stuff, and." Um, she calls in. And she's like, starts freaking out. She's like, "What am I doing here? Like, I got no money. I can't like sleep in the airport like for more than one night." And I was like, "Okay, well, like, do you want to like keep traveling? Um, maybe we can get like another card for you." She was like, "No, I just want to sort of go home." She was like, "It sounds like we'll just go home." And I was like, "Okay." So I he let me buy a ticket um, in the interview for her to fly home, sort of thing. Back to Australia. Yeah. Aaron, your dude, rips you off on the night of <laughs> $2,200, dude. Come on,
0: one Shut way? Shut up. I know. <laughs> so, it actually got that serious that they yeah. were like, okay, you need to book a flight home. We're yeah, not going to let you in. Exactly.
2: Um, well, well, oh. yeah, for her. Um, well, she was let in, but she just had no money and it was just a, it was just a bad situation. So at, at, And we just, you know, eight months in and we we're just like, fuck it. We're just going to we just, like we'll do it another time, and and then so and then I turned to him like after all that time like thanks mate like appreciate that like he was actually doing all right like he was a quite quite a nice guy, um but did then he and then he see just, him as
0: a guy that just was doing his job and oh, he
2: even you? like he even like apologized he like he was like mate like I'm sorry this is such a shitty situation but like I got to do my job yeah. and I was like yeah like I understand that and uh, anyway I thought it was over after that like I was like okay like and I was just turning to I was like alright well like can I go home now like can I fly back to Australia. And he was like, Oh, like the interview process isn't finished yet. And I was like, what are you talking about? The interview process isn't finished. He's like, we just want to like find out some more questions. Anyway. Like, and, and Anyway. But after, you, you, after literally, you said, okay, I'll give up. I'm just going to fly back to Australia. That was it. That was the end of that interview. And then I go back and wait for another couple of hours. And um, then I have an interview like two hours later again. And at this stage, like I've just been sitting on like, this room is not like the most comfortable room, right? I haven't had any food. They, they do bring you like a little bit of like dinner, like later on, but like, they and I thought I was being treated bad. These four Nigerians in the room, like <laughs> they haven't had like a single interview. Like <laughs> these poor oh guys. Oh my god! Yeah, and um, this is where um, this is where we meet one of my mates um, who you will find out a little bit more on this trip. Uh, his name's Ukmabulu. And he's um, <laughs> he's a tall, tall Nigerian man, and he speaks fluent English, but he's got a really deep voice like this, and um, he uh, he's um, in there for. Uh, well, I'll tell you what he's in there for because um, they, they ended up taking us, before we actually went to this room, they take us down to, um, you know in border security how you go to those rooms where they search your bags? Yeah. And they've got the big long silver desktops um, and then they've got a sniff dog in the room. So, it was just myself and Okumabulu because he was the one with me at the time in that glass area. And they took us down there and I'm um, just emptying out all my clothes because I was in first and they're like, just look. And this lady has like gloves on. She's like sifting through all my dirty shit. Like, <laughs> it's just like dirty clothes. I don't know, whatever's in there. And um, Oh, I remember they actually found like this pipe, which was like, you know, like just like some like gizmo thing that I bought in like, I don't know. Yeah. Malaysia smoking Yeah. And she was just like, oh, what's this? And like made a big deal out of it. But at the end of the day, they just threw it out sort of thing. Um. And then I was like, okay. So, so, I was like real cruisy. The dog steps bag, back. Fine. Move on. Ukmabulu standing next to me uh, has this nice pressed suit on and he's got a nice little suitcase bag on wheels. And they go, and before they search his stuff, they're like, oh, is there anything you want to declare? Of course, I was like, no. Nah. Anyway, any, anything you want to declare, uh, like, Ukmabulu? No.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. So, they undo his jacket. <laughs> under his suit not even under his shirt this guy has 80,000 pounds in cash strapped to his chest <laughs> oh, God, shut up. <laughs> shit you not dude this guy's just got cash loaded to his chest And everyone was just like, (laughs) this lady just steps back and she's just like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) What? It's like one of those scenes when people come from the room next door to come look at it and there's like all these security people in the room just like staring at this Ukmabulu guy. So, Was he trying to smuggle cash? Pretty much. Because I think if you declare, it has to be over $10,000, right? And then they tax you or something? I don't know how it works. Yeah, I think
1: it's under... Oh, well, I think Australian is under $10,000. You don't have to show... Where it's come from, mm. or or anything like that, but or, or tax, you don't get any tax on it. Yeah, but if it's over ten thousand, I do believe you have to, yeah. you have to declare it to be taxed. I've, I've I think friends. that's mine. Same thing as if well. you're going out of the country as well. Yeah. So if yeah. you earn big money here and try and take it back to say another yeah country, yeah. Well, like he's got
2: yeah. So like he's it. got um like the count. It's like eighty thousand pounds in cash, which is like what's that one hundred fifty thousand dollars Australian? Like, it's a that's a lot that's of money. A lot of money. Yeah. money. Anyway, so they're like, oh, like now that we've found this, like anything you want to declare. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, there's more money in the bag. Like, and oh, he's like, really? he starts talking, he's like, starts letting his heart out. He's like, oh, it's for the black market. And he's like, he's like talking about like how he's like full on boarding all this money in for the black market and everything. And I was just standing there and just like, I'm just looking at him and I'm just like, look, Mabulu, that is not the smartest thing to say. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I was just standing there. I was just like, what the fuck? Um, so anyway they, they open his bag nice pressed like shirt on the top and then they lift that up and there's just more money under it and then they, like it's I don't think he had I think he, the weird part is he had more money strapped to his chest than he did in the back like it was just a weird technique from my mate Ukma. but mm, anyway yeah, I got to know him pretty well in the waiting room because he was there for a while and uh, as I said this phone that they have this uh, telephone box only gets calls in and so he's getting all these calls in all the other Nigerian guys in there who I, I can't remember their names but they were, they were all pretty nice guys but, um, like, some of them didn't even speak English properly. Um, but Ukma, lawyer, kept calling in. And so, I don't know what it is about me, but probably the fact that I'm the only white guy, fluent English-speaking guy, and hes I'm just the phone bitch <laughs> <laughs> of the waiting room. <laughs> so, I go over the phone. It's like, oh, Ukma, it's your lawyer. Here you go. Like, give him the phone. It's just like such a bit of a rigmarole. <laughs>
0: you're basically what? assistant yeah do you reckon, was it his money do you reckon or was um, he just importing it for people do you reckon he was smuggling cash
2: i ended up like because i ended up um i ended up spending a lot of time with him later um but he he never really like said like I, I didn't ask specifically but i was like what's the money for and he just kept saying like oh it's just like family he just kept like, saying family and i was just like okay like part of me thought like he like he really needed that money in there but um yeah i really don't know do like, they take it uh, i have no idea what happens i really don't yeah i've, I've, I I've had friends
0: i've had friends building in other countries mm. and they disable that they just take nine thousand nine hundred dollars and just do multiple plane trips you know what i mean like go yeah. over with just under 10 grand yeah do that part of the build go back get another 10 grand mm. and come back in yeah it makes sense okay so 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 back to it so oh yeah yeah so <laughs> back they to they the found story the money.
2: um so yes yeah, so they found this guy's money um Anyway, so I'm I'm still I'm still going with my interviews for some reason, and um, finally in my f- I think this is my fourth interview now, my third fourth interview, and I've been in this waiting room for almost thirty hours. By the end of this scenario, like I ended up sleeping for like fourteen hours on this bench, um, and they they just like like they went home or something. Like I don't know what happens, but like my my thing they, in the next morning, they pretty much tell me like you're you're denied entry. And they say, "After oh, you've already said I'm going home." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, fine. Like, let me just go home. My girlfriend's gone. Like, I just want to go home." So your girlfriend's already flown home. Yeah, she's flown home. She's gone. Like, I paid for that ticket, and I was like, "Like, yeah," because she was just crying. It was just not a good scenario. Yeah. So
0: the next, so she got on the next plane back to Australia.
2: Um. Yeah, it was like an air your flight via Mumbai. Yeah.
0: So you guys are pretty convinced that there was no way getting in for you. That it was just like let's call it quits. Yeah. Let's just get her home, fly her home. At that stage, you, I was at,
2: happy to do so as well.
0: So at that stage as well did you seem like your ordeal was going to keep going or did you think um,
2: like I, I thought that would be the end of it but um, I had to fly they, they make it they're saying the next flight out but the thing about it is um, apparently when you get this is what he told me is when you get deported um, the airline that you fly in on they pay for it for you to go home so I was I flew on an Emirates and the next Emirates flight that was leaving was in 18 hours from that morning or something like that or like 20 hours from that morning and he said like you've been in here like for already like 20 something hours um like we're gonna have to detain you and we'll send you
0: Well, you can't even go hang out in the airport
2: i'm not allowed out of the yeah so like he said like we're not allowed yeah i have
0: to go did they okay the next flight with emirates going to australia yeah that was was it just anywhere in australia because i had a mate get deported from indonesia and he ended up in melbourne
2: yeah this one went to sydney yeah, and I live in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, right. Yeah, and and then they once you get to Australia, they don't care anymore. It's on you sort of thing. So, yeah. And um, so I went to this, um, what do you think of, like, when you think detention center, like, what do you think? Like, what do you think it is?
0: Wait, wait. so, that, so they said to you, <laughs> we're going to have to detain you. Yeah, yeah. So what, they're not going to detain you in the airport still? Is it um, still in the airport? Well, I'm still in the airport at this time. But they've got a detention center in there. They have
2: a detention center and it was like a 40-minute drive out of Heathrow Airport um huh. i think it was like quite a new one um but like i honestly don't know like what i expected because when i think detention center, i honestly like i just thought it'd be like some cheap motel room or something like i'm that. thinking like bunk beds and like yeah i was thinking like shit. like a
0: room at the airport and like, a, like oh yeah just go hang out in almost like a
1: similar bit. to a jail almost
2: it's Game very room? very similar to a jail
0: <laughs> so we Did they get cuff
2: you? we get cuffed in the <gasps> airport shit. we all, all four all five of us including me get cuffed in this airport uh, we put in this armored van um, with two security fuck guys off. in the front. So you're feeling like a full criminal? Full on feel. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit were concerned at this out? time. Uh, I wasn't freaking out, but I was like, this is just like, I was just like, what the fuck am I doing were here? are people, <laughs> looking, <were> people <laughs> yeah. looking at you? Um, no, because they take you out like this other way. Like they've yeah. got like this special immigration spot there. Yeah. Um, at least from what I remember. But um, they were looking at me funny when I ended up coming back because they cuff you when you go back on your flight as well, which was pretty inconvenient. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah so um i ended up yeah getting pulled out um into this armored van and we um the the four of us um the five of us get um driven all this way and then you get pulled into like this place and um you know like a jail cell will have um well like a jail block will have those lines that you follow like the yellow yeah and you walk in between them and we walk through like the yard and um you have a full medical checkup like a full like they take your blood temperature and everything like that. <laughs> Cracking a beer. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was treated. I was treated really well. Like I, 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 the guards were just laughing at the story that I was telling them. Um, because it was late. It was late at night again, and um, everyone was just having like a good yarn about it. And um, I ended up like sitting in the in the security booth in this detention center with these these two. It uh, was time of the ashes. The ashes was on. And, um, yeah, it was, like, on the TV and we were just watching it and um, they just gave me, like, spaghetti bolognese and it was, it was a good time. But, anyway... But,
0: by this stage, have you and just embraced the experience? I've literally...
2: I've just, like, I've given up. Like, I'm going home soon. I don't mind. Um, But
0: yeah. then they were, like... Well, we got to, like... Were you scared at all? Like, not being in a detention center? Like, were you scared as in, like, you're in a prison, like, as in other prisoners?
2: Well, I ended up bunking because in the... You know... um like a, a cell door. It's like one of those doors where you can open it up to look inside it for a bit and then you close it and then you can open the door up properly. Like yeah. it's one of those ones and they've got barbed wire on the outside and it's like a bunk bed on the side and like shit, you not, know, written like scratched into the wall of this detention centre with the words, words like fuck the queen bomb england and all this shit like like there's oh, obviously sure. like yeah and um obviously yeah. some annoyed people <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you can imagine like a couple of Ukmabulus would be in there like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and he was my bunk buddy oh really yeah yeah he was my bunk buddy so he he and um the other four got their um medical checkups all done pretty quick and then i got taken to my room um after that and uh Ukambulu was already in there and i just spent the night in there um well how big was the place was there lots of people there there was a big it was a, well i was only in there for like overnight and then i left pretty much like the next morning by the time like that it was on but it was like it was a big you know like the, it's like you, there's those spiral stairways and there was two of them one on each end and then there's yeah. like cells the whole way down sort of thing i don't know how busy it was did there was also like, pool tables in that padded was cool.
0: stuff or anything was it like was it set up as a prison so like it it
2: was literally like a prison. like i was shocked like it was like a prison like, uh, that's w- that's when I was starting to think like okay like this is this is fucking weird like like I definitely shouldn't be in here like I, I haven't done like anything major like I just tried to rock up and like not work <laughs> I didn't try yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. and Okumabulu's uh, pacing the room he's like know, he's like mumbling under his breath and all this well, he's um, freaking out. He's got a lot of cash. Yeah, I know. Like, poor boy. <laughs> I think he ended up. Fuck, they said he the was going to be in there for like three months before, he, if he wanted to contest and like go to a court hearing or something. So, either that or he can just forgive it up and just go back to Nigeria.
0: We'll give them and take the money with him. Yeah, but he
2: he was he was definitely like he was on his phone to his lawyer the whole time, like definitely trying to fight. Was
0: him. he a smart man? Um, like, other than like he just he other just, than his response to
2: like he could very well have been really smart. I just I, could, I don't think he spoke english fluently enough for me to like understand if he was smart or not yeah yeah i get what you mean um the man's somehow he's got a lot of money behind him so you know he must he must have done something right (laughs) bitcoin (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe he's that nigerian prince who promises you the million if you'd return his email or something yeah yeah. (laughs) um but yeah anyway i ended up um leaving the next morning um they handcuff you put you on the flight you're the first one on the flight um, like, you know how when they queue you up for the flight, they're like, um, anyone with like wheelchair access, please come first. Any criminals? So wait, yeah, every, criminals. <laughs>
0: you're in the waiting room to get on the, on the plane. Yeah, security guard sits so next to me. Every So, you're sitting there with a security <laughs> guard in the yeah. waiting room, handcuffed. Handcuffed. With all the other travelers, all the other people that are getting on that plane Correct. sitting around you. So, they're all, oh my then God. Then they call
2: for boarding and I'm the first one to walk. I've walked past like three guys in wheelchairs. Onto the plane in my handcuffs, yeah, yeah, and then they they all, all once the you're first the class people were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't feeling good, and um, they hand your uh, passport over to the cabin crew. You're not allowed to like hold or touch or anything.
1: Yeah, they give it to you on the flight. They yeah. don't actually give it. Yeah, I've heard. Well, that they actually
2: like I never got it until I got back to Australia. They, oh wow. Yeah, so yeah. cabin
1: crew and then cabin crew
2: gave because we stopped off in Abu Dhabi, which by the way, like. Abu Dhabi didn't handcuff me. They fucking zip tied me, <gasps> and then I had to wait there like another <laughs> eight or so hours. Yeah, I know.
0: Are you kidding it, me? That pissed me off. Like, right. wait, 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 wait. So, so they've put you on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, an and and then so they've they've brought you in first, first. handcuffed your security guard. Then when they yep. put you on the plane at your seat, they've taken your handcuffs off. Handcuffs off. Sat you down. Sat me down. So then when you've flown <laughs> for the refuel in Abu Dhabi, yep. so what is everyone getting off the plane? I'm the
2: last one off. The yep.
0: last one. How how long's the stopover?
2: Um, I think it was like eight hours. I can't remember. It was like eight a, hours if, maybe it over. felt longer, but it was definitely like at least a couple of hours. Like it was at least five. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm so, zip tied this whole fucking time. <laughs> so so, uh, so
0: so they've landed. Everyone's got off, and they've told you you have to stay.
2: Yep. So I stay and the cabin. Crew will come get me, and cabin crew will be like, "Okay, like we're handing you over to Abu Dhabi security." And the guy meets you on the. Um, what they call What have it? you done wrong thing. in Abu Dhabi? Uh, nothing. I've done absolutely nothing wrong. Like I, I was just obscene. They were just so strict. They must have thought I was like some hectic criminal. And they've put me in these these uh, zip you, ties. Did you kind of feel like a badass? I, I would have given,
0: given them weird looks, like uh, as in you, know, you know, giving them the eye. Trying to pick up the <laughs> knee motherfucker. By <laughs> the
2: stage though, I'm still wearing my filthy hippie pants and my and my dirty <laughs> scene. I just, hey, at least you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, Comfort s- on the plane, right? Yeah. yeah. But um no, I was definitely sick of it, and I did not like appreciate the zip. Like if zip ties are fine for like you know like an hour, if that, like eight hours is like bit <gasps> rough. Like so, wait wait yeah. wait,
0: I really set this scene. So everyone's gotten off, <laughs> then the air hostesses are brought in. Um. <laughs> Airport security. So, they, what? They just stood you up and said, "Hands behind your back." And no, it's hands
2: in front. his in front. Yeah, and handcuffed in front. I was never handcuffed behind. My back. Were they
1: airport security? Or were they like yeah. mi- like police, like military? So, I,
2: I literally, I, I got escorted off the plane by the cabin crew, which was, they they were all cool. Like the Emirates, like hot flight attendants, you know. Like, yeah. And um, but then like they don't let you into the airport. Like you know, you go through that gate. Yeah, and, yeah. Like they meet you before you get to the gate, and that's the immigration department or the and they always have like security. And then you got zip tied there and then you got marched to the security room and there was no one in there for the whole time I was there. I did sleep, but like, I don't think anyone came in. And then some like security guy came, woke me up. He was like, your flight is leaving. And that was like, that was it, Abu Dhabi. And I got zip tied, taken off back on the plane, passport back to the cabin crew. Anyway, they're like, I was like, by the state, I still had no idea, like, where my flight was going to end up. And I was yeah. like, where is this going? I asked the cabin crew, I was like, where is this going? Oh, well, they wouldn't tell you. No, 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 they, like, they, they must have, but I just forgot or something. I was like, where is this going? But- they just said Australia. And anyway, the camera crew was like, we're flying to Sydney. And I was like, oh, do you know if like I'm on like some sort of connecting flight or anything? And she looks at me. She's like, what are you talking about? Aren't you like a fucking criminal? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Were you sitting next to anyone? Or was I was, every- yeah, yeah. It's a packed flight. <laughs> did, did you talk to me like, I'm not a criminal? I
2: zonked out so fast. I just fell asleep because I've been exhausted. Been, yeah. Imagine I, how
0: scared <laughs> the person was sitting next to you. Yeah, like, he you must have been a bit weirded out. I would have <laughs> smelled right like shit. Too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My accountable lector, bringing him onto
0: the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They must have thought I was such a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, you but um, you should have like had like weird twitches or something. talking about the people you've killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just that's under like, my breath. <laughs> 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 but
2: um, the
1: best
2: part, the best part, and which wraps it up really nicely for it is um, we uh, land in Sydney and again like I'm the last one off the flight. Um, and they actually it was weird because they everyone goes off the flight and um through that walkway, but they taxied the plane back for me. And then they got me to jump off and onto the tarmac with the cabin crew member, and um cabin crew hands my passport over like on the tarmac to the Australian customs officer and I wish I could remember his name because he was the best guy I've ever met because he grabs my passport, and in front of this cabin crew member who thinks I'm like some some security hazard, he just he's obviously heard what's happening, he just throws me my passport and he's just like welcome home you dumb cunt (laughs) oh (laughs) mate oh
0: Oh, my god good to be back eh? good to be back Those words must have sounded so beautiful. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so good. Yeah, it makes a good story, but at the time it was a bit of a rigmarole. I'll tell you that much. But oh, right. yeah.
2: Holy fuck.
1: <laughs> was there like a sense of like, oh, fucking, thank God I'm home.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I was still in Sydney at the time, but at least I'm had-
1: back. I had everything back. You had all your, good,
2: you had all your travel stuff. Yeah, you, you were good to go. I yeah, got you- back home in Brisbane the next day. Guess what's waiting for me in the in the in the mail. Fuck off! five year work visa fuck off are you kidding me (laughs) it's currently going right now I'm two years into it (laughs) oh man you're kidding me just an absolute disaster so have you
1: been back to England since are you gonna
2: use that work visa (laughs) I I honestly think you should just because I'm definitely gonna go back at some stage and it's gonna be such a process to like explain Gonna be like, oh, you just filled
1: out. You're here for travel, but you've got a work visa. So yeah, like, you've been deported on? from
2: England. Are you sure you're? <laughs> <in England?" laughs> yeah, no. I hope. I hope it's not going to be a process. But um, I I do think um, you're only allowed to apply for one visa in your lifetime, sort of thing. Like a one yeah. work visa. Yeah, one work visa. Yeah, yeah. and um, so like, you've
0: missed a boat.
2: Not only that, but I wasted my girlfriend's one for her. So oh, she's yeah. and yeah, I don't, that's probably the camel that broke the straws back on that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> She's an ex, that's all yeah.
0: right. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I don't even know where to go from there. Yeah,
2: oh, mate, it wasn't It wasn't great, but... um, yeah. Welcome you know. home, you dumb cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Still that's keep so in touch funny. with him. He's a good guy, a good guy. Oh, would you do on Facebook? Oh, no, I don't. Oh. I've looked for him a few times, but I couldn't find him. Yeah, I'm like, actually yeah. curious what happened mm, to him. Yeah,
0: yeah, just like 30 different guys. <laughs> look the same. Yeah. I wonder how I'm often like, that happens
1: every day, though, that it, some guys... Rolling through the airport with cash strapped on. Like, it must yeah. happen more, I you think. But you'd yeah. think
0: you'd see it on border security. You know more. what's crazy is, like, how much resources they put into such a simple thing. I know. You know what I mean? That was a lot of money that they spent and everything. Like, if you think about all those resources yeah. into treating you like a criminal. Absolutely. Even, like, taxiing the freaking plane back. Did they do that before they got the luggage off? Oh, I think I think they must have, like, forgotten about me because that was
2: weird. I find that weird, but... I, I don't ask, know, maybe that's an Australian customs thing. I don't know. What happened to your
1: bags? like um, they got your actual bag off the plane I cause... never
2: saw my bag until I got back to Australia the last time I saw my bag all my clothes were out of it at that when they searched sniffer yeah. dog room yeah and that was so, the I heard,
0: yeah. so they were pretty good in sorting that out you're, f- you're- yeah emirates, yeah, emirates Sydney on,
2: on the ball man they're such a good airline they um they had it and then like it was literally as soon as i was back in australia it was literally just like you're walking back through the gates and you just you've got your passport, and you, just, you know those e-gate passport things yeah,
1: just yeah. swipe it through and you're just like oh that's easy like yeah. <laughs> yeah well i guess the lesson learned here is always organize your visa before you leave the country <laughs> i guess so i guess yeah so. it's fucked
0: me up a couple of times <laughs> I, yeah.
2: it's it's just because like i've come from like Th- like i've overstayed my visa in thailand for like you know like 14, 15 days there and as you leave you just pay like a fine and you know every time I've get, like had an issue in like Vietnam or wherever you just bribe someone <laughs> and it's like it's yeah. alright there's did none of that shit I in, in, in Heathrow Airport yeah
0: did you try to bribe
2: them? I did not <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> not even a wink? so you overstayed your <laughs> visa in, <laughs> you overstayed your visa in Thailand too um, yeah, I was, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell yeah. oh but that's I think, I think most people do that yeah did you yeah.
0: do like actually just for, forgot like um, as in like I, I've i done that Where you're just out traveling You're having a good time And then you realize You're like holy shit I was supposed to leave the country 10 days ago <laughs> It got to the stage Because
2: um, we were in North Thailand There's this like Little um, volcano crater town Called Pai Or something like that Yeah And um, it's it's like a It's like a bit of a It's a bit of a trek Because you can't fly in Or fly out of there And it's like You just get there Or maybe you can But it would be expensive And you just get this like It's like a Like a long bus trip And we were just like Ended up being there And we we're just like Fuck it Like we're just not going to leave Like Because we looked up, like, how much it would cost. and By the time we'd left... We'd left it too late that we knew, like, by the time we do fly out, we're going to have to pay anyway. So, we were just like, we may as well stay in Pai for, like, another couple of weeks and just push it.
0: Fuck! I I got screwed in Bali once. I used to live in Indonesia. And we used to always fly out of the country and, like, renew the visa and fly back in. And we used to have a sponsor that we could extend our visa and everything. Mm. Um, But sometimes... You just did it the simple way and you just literally paid someone at the airport. You just paid a bribe for them to take your passport out and bring it back in. Yeah. I can and, imagine like, yeah. It would be- yeah. And there was this guy that was doing it for me all the time and I never had a problem. Mm. I, I did it. I used him for years. And at this one stage, like the last time I used him, actually, he took mine and my girlfriend's passport and I stayed like two weeks over and she stayed a month over oh that's a long time yeah and um, i think they cap it at like a month though yeah yeah so it was it was lucky but like but we thought i i had a stamp saying like my visa is extended anyway i got to the airport and they're like this is not a visa extension like i i don't know what they did they just put a stop to it they just put a stop to that little scam that we used to do right. and yeah I, i i got pulled aside pulled in a room and it was like i think it was 30, was it $10 a day? Or 30, I think it was $30 a day. Yeah. It's, but it ended it's up not, being a couple hundred yeah. bucks. And I was like, fuck, I didn't really have the money at the time. And oh, I was just spilling because you've got to pay it. There was other people in there that had the same thing. And I think I ended up giving them some money to help them out because they had no money. Oh, really? And then, so anyway, I go back to Australia and a couple of weeks later, I get the phone call because... My girlfriend at the time didn't have any money either. And I had to transfer her money to pay. And she hers was a whole month. So it was like 30 bucks a day for a month. And that it was cruise, hundreds. Yeah, like it was so, yeah. We, um, she was crying and freaking out. And because we had paid, because not only that, we had paid like 60 or 70 bucks to have it extended. Uh, so it was extended, like <laughs> the <right>? fake <laughs> extension. And then that whole deal with. Because yeah. that's the thing you get pulled into a room, treated like a criminal. Yeah. It's definitely not the best.
1: So thing. you gave people money to pay off
0: their visa. Yeah, I have to, I've actually done that a couple of times. I was in India and same thing, this couple um, were at the airport and they were in the immigration there. And I had, I, for some reason, the same room had the air, it was like the luggage airline in the same, I don't know why, it was in Chennai Airport. And I had to go there, I was having a full deal with about my surfboards and I had to go pay this extra money and everything and these guys were having a lot of trouble. And it was just, I think I gave him 80 bucks. Like, it, at the time, like, I was only on a month trip and Did I you was get the working old, in Australia.
2: you help me, I'll help you situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was, just this, it was just this couple and they were sitting there crying and they were freaking out and yeah. they, their cards wouldn't work. I think that's what it was. And I gave them my Facebook details and they said, like, oh, we, we can get back to you later. Actually, I don't think I heard from them. I don't know. It was one of those things that was like, I was just happy to help, help out because at the time I could.
1: Mm. I had a guy do it for me in Egypt once. When I was traveling to Egypt, I had um, I'd booked a car to pick me up at the airport, which was suggested to me at the time, which is 2009 as well. And um, <clears throat> the travel agent was saying to me, listen, book a private car to take you to the hotel. It's probably a lot safer and it's a lot easier than getting a taxi. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I did it paid the money in Australia. It was all booked and sorted. And I got to the airport and there was a guy standing there with a the name on my pl- on a plaque. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I love Literally those guys. Matt Brown.
0: I love those guys when you see that. You're like, yeah, I'm on. You, feel you special just, after- I was, <laughs> well, just get looked after. Well,
1: as I was going through, like like Egypt's not a they're not scary people, but there was some them pretty intense guards there. I can uh, imagine you couldn't bribe your way as easily. And like that there was place. Americans complaining at the at the immigration. And um and they were like they didn't take any shit, so I was kind of thankful that this guy met me at the gate and he took me right through immigration with my passport. He took care of everything, and um, he had another guy's name—I think maybe two names on there, like a couple—and um, he was taking them through as well. And as we got to the other side, um, this man appeared, and I was like, "Oh, he must be—he must be my driver," <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, he appeared, and he just happened to be an Aussie guy, and. Um, and he appeared, and he just pulled out this water cash and handed it to the dude. And I was like, "Oh, are you my driver?" And he goes, "Huh, didn't know I was picking up multiple people tonight." And I was like, "I was like, what do you mean?" And he's like, "He's like, he's like, oh, he, I think he just realized that I got that I just got fucked." And um, and he's like, "He's like, do you have any cash on you?" And I was like, "No, I don't, because um, it's all because I was book I booked a tour and all that sort of stuff. Like they and like the guy who was meeting me was." He uh he takes you to an ATM. He organizes getting money out for you. It's all sort of organized. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't have any Egyptian pounds on me to when I got there. And he said he said, "Mate, you need cash right now, or they're gonna, or he's gonna fucking start calling people you don't want to meet." And I was like, "Oh shit!" And this guy's literally standing there. So wait, who is this guy? He's like he he's just somebody who meets you at the airport. He takes you through. But he's an Aussie guy. No, no, the Aussie. guy. Oh, the, he, he was picking up the other couple. Oh, yeah okay. sorry yeah sorry he um he met the other two people that were on the plaque, and um so was he working in e- Egypt
0: as a tool guide or something?
1: um, no, I think it was more of a some sort of family or company visit he oh he was just something completely separate, yeah, and he just this guy just happened to be paid to meet the people he was meeting, yeah. but he was there to meet them once this guy brought him through immigration, yep, yeah, yeah, and I was like. I was like oh where's the person meeting me <laughs> and i thought i was i thought a bit weird is the and, other egyptian guy still standing yeah there? he's standing there he wants his money like he wants to get paid and <laughs> i was like taking you through yeah and i was like fuck and then so he goes mate it he goes here's 200 pounds that'll take care of him he goes but i can't do anything about your car i was like 200 pounds uh yeah egyptian pounds so oh, okay um maybe like, roughly fuck a lot of money say. Yeah, yeah. well it still is well it still is like it was like one it's like one Australian dollar is maybe like 5 Egyptian pounds and um anyway i i went all right cool and, he, and then the guy he he spoke to this guy in in Arabic and, and the guy goes i take you get money and i was like all right cool and I was freaking out like super hardcore and on my own as well and i was just looking for like anything with like a sign from my tour group like there was meeting people there obviously i it? wouldn't trust any more signs after that but yeah but <laughs> if I, th- I thought if i saw my sign i might be right but yeah and i didn't see anything this gets pretty funny actually um <laughs> hilariously funny so this guy takes me to atm i get some cash out and he goes i organize your car I was like, I'm fucked. <laughs> I was like, literally ready to walk away. And then I was like, I have no. There's no. There was. It was night time as well. It was like eleven o'clock at night. There's no taxis. He's still at the airport though. Still at the airport, but just outside of it. Like in the, yeah. Like once I've left. And I, and anyway, this guy had a booth. Like he had a he had a legitimate business in the airport. Like he was dressed in a suit. He had legitimate business and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, and I was like, fuck. I'm literally going to flip a coin here and trust that this guy's going to get me to my hotel. This is like the same trip I was with you. I yeah. come. <laughs> I can't, remember, I, can't remember, I told you this. Um, yeah. So, and I was, and I, I started getting a little bit aggro. And I was like, I was like, where did you get my name? How did you get my name? He goes, I just get name and I meet people. Like he was pretty broken English. And I was like, yeah, but who gave it to you? And he goes, I just get name and I meet people. You pay me. I was like, oh, fuck. And um, and I got warned pretty heavily of scammers and that. So I knew mm. I was in a bit of trouble I, but there was literally no one in the airport it was dead at night
0: was he scamming you or did he
1: I don't I still don't know to this day but here's the thing he goes I'll, he goes, what's your hotel I told him my hotel had all the information I knew where to go and he goes I get you a car they take you to the hotel I was like cool he um, he makes a phone call and gets a car and I'm like I'm like what am I doing I'm like I'm gonna get kidnapped I'm <laughs> like I'm fucked and then I was looking at, I was looking around and the, this car pulled up maybe 20 minutes later I had to pay for the car, which was like another 300 Egyptian pounds. <laughs> so, I was just shaking my head. <laughs> Been through the ring and through the raw yeah. system. Um, just shaking my head. And then, yeah, this car showed up and this guy got out and he knew people at the airport. Like, the, there's these guys that hang at the airport and they'll take your bags in and for a tip. Yeah. And he knew all them and already knew that. Like, you could just tell straight off, Right, right, they're the ones that are scammers. They're the yeah. ones that run up to you and try and help do a, like a service for you and want a tip. And I was like, all right. So he knows them. Oh, I really don't want to go in this car. And I was like, heart's oh, panicking. And they're really, they're generally really nice people. Like they are all smart. He, was, he came up smart. He goes, hello. He was, where are you from? We're like Australia. He goes, I love Australia. Steve Owen. Love Steve kangaroo, Owen. Kangaroo. He's just going, he's such a nice dude. I'm like. Oh fuck it! I was saying fuck it! I just flipped the comment. All right, I'm gonna do it. And he put my backpack in the in these boot, and I was like, and he went to take my little like my little carry bag with like all my important shit. Mm. I was like, oh, I'll hold that, and I just held it on my chest. I jump in the back, and he goes, "Okay, here we go." I was like, all right and I just suddenly felt a bit calm until he just got out of the airport and fucking accelerated this car. And I'm telling you, he went top speed down the highway. And I'm just like, look, trying to look over at the speed dial. He's doing like, like 160, 180. Like, not far. I guess it's not fast to some people, but like when you're in a taxi, Sounds you don't expect me, it.
0: Yeah. In a foreign country. In a foreign country. <laughs> and he
1: is smashing the horn. I'm like, beep, yeah. beep, 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 beep. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Never experienced <laughs> that before. And what I found out later was that a lot of these guys use their horn to warn each other that they're they're close That's to true. each other. That's what they did in India yeah. as well. It's just like you, hon- you honk your horn for turning left, honk my horn. Yeah, it's-, right? it's quite common. Um, it's yeah. quite common in a lot of countries, and yeah. obviously not in Australia. But, um, but yeah, I never experienced it. So he's like honking his horn, going past people real fast. And then he starts... Going at a pretty decent speed, maybe you know, one forty, and I'm cruising along. I'm like, all right, it's just it's just part of the trip. <laughs> just sitting in the back, and then next next minute, he just like slows down really, like we're like on highway, and he slows down all of a sudden, and he just turns onto a dirt road, and I've just started freaking out. I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm absolutely fucked. And he just goes straight down. There's this big building, like a giant hangar, like at the, at the end of this dirt road, and he and I'm sitting there. I'm going. Um, and I was about to say, oi, mate, where are you going? But I couldn't really communicate with him. He just sort of didn't have the English to do it. Mm. And anyway, we get to this hangar. He goes into it and it's just full of cars, full of cars. And I was like, what the fuck? And there's a big group of like men at the end of it. And he pulls up right in front of this group of men. And he goes, "He goes, I'll be right back. He jumps out of the car. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm like, this is fucked. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to end up fucking ransom somewhere. In Libya or something. And
0: he's probably not realizing how much on edge he just put you Oh, yeah.
1: He, he has completely got me on edge. I've got the door. I've got the door popped open. Like, um, you remember my yeah, <laughs> about a story from like Peru where I popped the door open and ran. I was ready to do another one of them. I was like twice on a fucking same trip. I was going to do a runner from a car and I was ready to run. And But I was just watching what he was doing. There was no one else around but this group of guys are all huddled having a chat. And anyway, he. <laughs> He he walks over and starts talking to these guys, and I shit you not, fucking all. There's about fifteen of them, all of them t- just turned and look straight at me, and they all just start laughing. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is fucked. And he points at me, and they all just kick like cack up laughing, and then he comes walking back and he goes, I just had to get directions. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh that was fucked. And he just drove off. And, and, took he, to the- and took me to my fucking hotel and i was <laughs> like, and like i know you're freaking out that brings up emotions your stories but fuck me this I guy's like- intentionally just made you piss your pants My heart was <laughs> pounding and i was like oh my god and then he drove me for for like another 20 minutes the other side of the cairo and then we got to the hotel and i was just got there anyway so end of the story i get to the hotel i get into my room and then i get a phone call and <laughs> I get a phone call and they're like oh there's a phone call for you and I was like yeah cool and he's like "He goes, hello Mr. Brown Mr. Brown I'm like, I'm like yeah and he goes oh thank god oh. he's just this guy in hysterics and I'm like is everything alright he's like he goes I'm your man at the airport <laughs> <laughs> it's like like two hours later <laughs> he's like he goes he goes oh I've, I thought you were, I thought something bad had happened he goes they said you were, they said you were I've checked he went and checked the fucking Thing the manifest so oh like, I, they, they checked immigration <laughs> they checked that I arrived poor guy had like oh. running around the airport he was obviously oh, late or something bad. because he wasn't there when <laughs> I got there right. and fucking he goes oh, I'm the man that's meant to meet you and greet you and drive you and I was like oh you guys I thought I have lost, lost you and all <laughs> shit." I'm like oh man like, I'm so sorry Like, and he's like oh no 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 no! I just thought something very bad had happened and like, I was like no it's all good that's <laughs> gold next morning we meet the tour group and fucking I get down there and they're like and they're reading out all the names of this tour group and <laughs> they're like Matt Brown I'm like oh that's me and everyone went Ah, oh, you! <laughs> I was like you're the one who held us up at the airport. Oh, Fucking the All of them, like two, 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 three hours. They all got stuck at the airport. And <laughs> oh, shut up, up! Shut up! And I was I like, I still well, want to know where that guy got your name from, though. To this day, I don't know. But um, well, he's a smart motherfucker. Well, Maybe did, it's just like no, he's they're, just, ridden they're Brown, together, like, just They're well, all working together, man. Well, when I got business. yeah, see, this is what they said. When I got back, I told my travel agent who happened to um who was in the same shopping center that I worked at, and um, she goes. I said, listen, that, that car you organized me, pretty funny story, I told her it. And then I was like, it didn't um, didn't actually show up the guy. I don't know what happened. She goes, oh, fuck. She goes, you're not the first person that said this. It doesn't always happen, but every now and then one person seems to get screwed around a bit. They said, they're all fine. Everything is organized, but they seem to have to pay once they get there. I was like, yeah, I think that just happened to me. But moral of the story is that really nice Aussie dude, yeah, handed yeah. me money. He knew I was in trouble so I you mean, didn't pay him back i didn't
0: know him oh, i
1: never saw him again i don't even i don't even know his name yeah. but well yeah. shout out to him. shout out to that guy if he's yeah. listening that absolute guy absolute hero
0: How's i was in um me and a couple of mates on a yacht and it's um we sailed around asia and um yeah we bought it in malaysia and and right now it's sitting on the hard stand in phuket because we have it for sale so if anyone wants to buy a yacht but anyway i had to go over and do some maintenance on it so it was wet season in thailand and I think it was in like July or August, maybe. Is that wet season? I have no idea. I don't idea. know. It was wet season. Anyway, and so I've <laughs> flown into Phuket. Yeah. And it's in the marina's in the north of Phuket. So I've flown in and I've grab, grabbed all my luggage. And it's about 10 o'clock at night. And I've walked out and got the um, ticket for the taxi. And I've yeah. paid. When you're in the airport, you pay, you say where you're going. They go, yep, no worries. I knew exactly where it was. They gave me the ticket, wrote it down. I paid them, right? And then you walk out and you get in the taxi line yeah. and the taxi pulls up. So as I'm walking out, I can see the taxi line in front of me. And this taxi driver just runs over and jumps jumps straight in front of me and just grabs me. He's like, no, 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 no. Next in line, you come this way. And I knew I wasn't next in line. I was looking at the taxi up there and I was like, this guy's a little fucker. But I was like, "Some re- I'm an idiot, right? For some reason, I was like, oh, this would be an experience. I'll just go with him. You know, like it's just like they fight over you. Hey, they really. Yeah, do. and I was just like, yeah, whatever. Let's just see what happens. So I go jump in this taxi with him, and we're talking, and it, same thing again. He just gets lost, and so he goes to. He ends up taking me to his house, not, not his house. <laughs> it's his boss's house, I think it is, to ask her for directions. Which I had on my phone. I had the directions on my phone, so I knew we were going the, the wrong way. And I was like, where are you going? He's like, no, no, I just have to go up here. And so then we go the wrong way. And then he stops off at his boss's house and asks her for directions. So, then we come back in, get in and go the opposite way again. Meanwhile, because he's just done a 15-minute detour the wrong way, my phone's died. Oh, no. So, we're going and he just gets lost again. Dude, so
1: get some battery. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it was after a plane ride, you know. Like, <laughs> so, um, anyway, this marina that our boat is parked, it's actually, it's like a, one of the cheaper marinas. And that's why we chose it. And it's in the middle of this rubber plantation. Yeah, yeah. So, it's basically out in the middle of nowhere. And there is a couple of villages near it. But basically, on the main highway, he gets off and we start going through a couple of these villages. And the guy gets lost. And so, he starts telling me, he's like, we asked for directions. And they're giving him pretty straight directions. I can kind of, even though I couldn't speak Thai, I could kind of get it. Because they're like pointing the like down this way and then to the right and yeah. blah, blah. And I looked at this lady when we pulled up at this wrong this like little shop. And she like pointed straight and then did like to the right, like, the, like saying like the next right. And then he just drives and misses the right. And I'm like, shouldn't we go that way? And He's like, no, and just keeps going and then gets lost again. And oh, then we pull God. up at this other <laughs> shop and they say the same thing, you no, know, back there and go left. And then he goes back past the street again. So I'm like, this cunt's just having me on, you know? So I'm like, and then he starts going, oh, you know, like, no, no, you didn't pay enough. I want more money. And he's, and he started, and by this stage, I was just getting over. I was so tired because by this stage it was about midnight at night, and so it was about two AM or three AM Australian time, and I'd been doing, it, had done all the travel to get there. And I knew this guy I was just taking the piss, trying to get more money out of me. So I ended up just going, nah dude, just drop me off here. I'm getting out." And he's like, "What?" Because he's like, he was like, "I want more money to take you there." And I was like, nah, "Just, I'm getting out. Fuck it. I'm getting out." Yeah, he's definitely pulling your leg on that. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, "Fuck it!" So I jumped out. And I go back to the corner where we first asked the people for directions. And I remember I was like, all right, I asked them for directions. I couldn't really speak any, I couldn't, you know, I just, I said the marina's name, which I can't remember what it was. And they just, again, pointed that way and to the right. So I was like, all right. So I thought I'd buy a bottle of water and a pineapple because that'll get me through tomorrow and I'll work everything out in the morning. So I buy this pineapple and this bottle of water and a little plastic bag and I take off walking and then I take this right turn And start walking down and it just turns to jungle and it's pitch black. So by this stage, it's like after midnight and I'm walking along and it's just nothing. Like it is literally just nothing in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what have I done here? (laughs) And I'm looking at the sky and there's all this lightning and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's wet season. That's right. You've got a pineapple and some water. And I'm sitting there and then next thing, just torrential rain comes in and I'm just like, fuck. So I start running. So, I'm just running through the dark down this dirt road. And I'm literally I'm literally running for like three, four Ks. Like I, I run a long way with my backpack on and everything. And next thing I have come you to this. with it? Don't have my <laughs> surfboards with me. Just a backpack, luckily. And next thing I get to this big gate with all barbed wire and everything. And I was like, fuck. And there's still no signs. Because this is a small re- marina that's just in the middle of a rubber plantation. It's just like a kind of, I don't know, it's just like a word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so there's still no signs for for this marina. And so I get to this massive gate that's locked, which I find out later, it shuts at 10 o'clock and you're locked out, which happened to me while I was there. I got locked out again. But anyway, so I get to this fucking gate. I'm looking at it going, oh, fuck, this must be the marina. So I was like, all right, well, I threw my bag over and then I got the plastic bag. Like I had to throw it like it was a big, big fence. And I remember like I chucked my backpack over it. And then I got the bottle of water and the pineapple and I threw that over and it landed and just exploded. Oh, it's so a disaster. I was like, fuck, well, there goes the only food I have and there goes the only water I have. And so then I climb over this fence and gets fucking stuck by barbed wire. Uh. I had to jump over the fence. And then again, now it's gone from dirt road to like a mud road. I'm like, fuck, this is and by this stage oh, so you're it's over like, the fence now. Yeah. yeah, by this stage it's like, I don't know, 1.30 or two AM in the morning. And I'm like, fuck. And it's just like torrential rain. And I'm getting cold. So I'm like, well, fuck, the only thing I can do is run. I didn't realise it was another five K. <laughs> so I was like, so I'm running and I'm running for about two K. The next thing it stops raining. And I'm just still running. Next thing I just see this motorbike coming. And I'm like, fuck, there's a motorbike. So I start waving at it. And next thing, it comes to me and there's three little kids on it on this one (laughs) motorbike. And I'm like, put the thumb out, like, you know, hitchhike. And I'm like, marina, marina. And they're like, okay. So then I just get on. One of them holds my bag on the front. I hold it, like, sit in between the three of them. (laughs) And they take me, like, the the next two Ks down to this marina. And it was so weird because I was like, there is no way there's a marina here. We're in the middle of this forest. Yeah. You know, it's just like it doesn't look like it's anywhere near the water. I haven't been there. No, because the boys, the boys, they... um. On the last trip, I, I wasn't on the last part of the trip and they took the boat back to Thailand and put it on the hard. So they left it there and they just told me what marina it was in and I went de- there to do some maintenance on it. And so we're just, these boys, it's pitch black and they're just riding through this forest. Like t- take them in. Next thing, it just comes out at this fucking marina. And I'm like, oh my God, finally. So then we start driving around. There's a, it's only a small range. There's only maybe 40 boats all up in there. I mean, probably not even, maybe 30 boats. And so we go, come and find our boat on the hard stand and it's just, you know, covered in mold pretty much. It just looks green because it's just been in the, in the, in the wet season rain. And I'm just like finally home. Like, you know what I mean? I can get comfortable and just go to sleep. So they drop me off. And I'm like, thanks boys, you know, and I've got to find a ladder to, cause it's up on the hard stand. There's no ladder. So I've got to find a ladder to fucking get up and so I take a ladder off another boat <laughs> Yeah, off another boat. Because, you know, it's, it's on the hard stand. Some dude just asleep in there. Yeah. Yeah, Wakes yeah. up it's in the like... morning. He's like, fuck, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So I get this ladder and I put it up against the boat and I climb up. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck is that stench? So I get in. I had to turn the isolator on and I have to find the key. And my phone's dead. So I'm like trying to find the key of where the boys are hidden it. And everything's in a pitch black. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck is this stench? And I unlock the boat pull it off and I jump down on the inside turn the isolators on to turn the batteries on and I flick the lights on and there's just fucking dead rats (laughs) like in the boat and I'm just I I, I just look straight at this dead rat that's like dried up and I'm just like start dry reaching like oh fuck oh fuck like (laughs) and I'm like holy shit like I gotta get out of here so I jump out next thing it starts piercing down again and by this stage I'm freezing cold and I'm soaking wet and everything I have is soaking wet so i'm like fuck what do i do and then i look and there's another boat in there of, of people that we know called surf the boat was called surf machine and i was like fuck maybe i can sleep on their boat so i go get the ladder and i put it on their boat and i climb up and they've got a back bimini like a back tarp at the back of the boat and so i climb up into their boat and get in the cockpit of it but because it was pissing down that hard and their back, Bimini only kind of covered half their cockpit. So I just figured out that I could I could kind of lie in this part of their cockpit where like my torso wasn't get rained on, but anything waist down, t- trench of rain was hitting it. It's but it was like keeping rats, me warm, enough, warm <laughs> enough. So yeah, and I just crawled up in this little bowl and just fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and just slept. And I, w- I woke up in the morning just like... Oh, man, I woke up in the morning and I had to fucking hitchhike 5K back to get something to eat. It was the, it was, it was the biggest deal with... That sounds like a horrible night. Well, the thing was, it, it was horrible, but it was just like, again, it was that raw adventure. I was just like, I knew that I was in for adventure. When I jumped out of that cab, I didn't realize it was... The thing is like when I'm travelling I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'll make do with whatever gets thrown at me. It's like if I end up sleeping on the street, I'll sleep on the street.
2: Maybe that cabbie was just like, surely it's not down that jungle road.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Enough think, he, I think he knew there. how yeah. far it was and he was like, Well this fucker, like I'm g i can get money out of him, I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. it
2: sounded like he was doing the road doing the old road on you.
0: Lucky those three kids were there on that Yeah, that was just <laughs> a trip out I don't know what I still don't know where those kids came from. And so they were just cruising through. And yeah, that's, that's cool. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you actually want to hear a fuck story? Go on. We're
2: we'll cracking another beer.
0: Yeah, actually I reckon we I reckon we Someone just walked past. Is that a fucking vacuum cleaner that just started? Yeah, I it think uh
1: loaded. the cleaners have arrived.
0: The cleaners have arrived in the studio. <laughs> Don't they know <laughs> So
1: it's twenty past nine at night. Not that it's late, but this is this is prime cleaning hour, so <laughs> Uh, Dude, our sound will have <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
0: let's wrap this up, Jordo. Thanks, sir. No for worries. It's that to be here, man? Yeah. That was so Yeah, good. thanks, man. I'm,
1: it'll just now, you know, make me make sure I have all my shit sorted before I leave. Yep.
2: Yeah. Check your v's <laughs> If you do end up there, just uh see if bull is over and, yeah, um, Uck, my, still yeah.
1: there. Yeah, he's still there. He's still just there. Probably yeah, contest. Still contesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh fuck, dude! Thanks so much for coming oh, on. You yeah, had me on absolutely. the edge. I was biting my nails. I was like, Are you kidding me? Um, where are you going next? You're going to Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I actually in two days I f- I fly out and I'm doing I'm taking this podcast on the road. It's like really fun. That's the whole point of it to um just to talk to people and everywhere where I go and just find awesome. out these stories and also use it as a way to really to meet people and connect with people. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really fun and and seems Facebook not that not that I use it but I'm going to jump back on it. Because um, every town has like a Facebook group for that town, and so the towns that I'm going to, I'm going to get accepted onto those Facebook groups or we'll get into those Facebook groups before and just ask to see who's got if anyone's got interesting stories, and then yeah. just um, meet up with them. And it's weird; it's like the response that I've been getting is quite is quite phenomenal. So it's like uh, I think I'm going to get some interesting stories out. Mate, of just I'm like that sure one, sure you there. will.
2: It's, it's pretty bloody all sick or sick ordeal to do. I yeah, so, how much fun yeah. was this? Oh man,
0: I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah, thanks for
1: fucking bringing me on all the time. I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Well, please come back. I always
1: will. Yeah, because we're... we're connected. <laughs>
0: Why
1: are you touching me? I, <laughs> I bumped into you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, love yous and leave yous. All right, I'll see you <laughs> later, Cheers,
0: mate. <laughs>
1: Cari apa? Cari cinta. Cari apa? Cari cewek. Bertualangan baru di sini. Cari apa? Cari apa? Cari apa?
0: Cinta. baru di sini. I should do that. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: there Yeah. 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 Yeah.